0: ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930 presenting The Drive. Elmore team left side three, it's From 30 feet, John Elmore! The Drive with Paul Swan. Welcome into the Friday edition of The Drive here on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. I'm your host, Paul Swan. Thanks for joining me for this edition of the program. Thundering Herd get a victory last night. John Elmore goes off for 44 points. All is well in Herddom, at least for at least another day until UTSA comes in on Saturday. A team that Western Kentucky beat in overtime. We'll talk about that. And, of course, we'll hear back from last night's game. We'll hear from Dan D'Antoni, get his thoughts on the victory. Also, we will hear from John Elmore. I mean, he had a great night. Going off for a huge amount, 44 points, one of the best performances, uh, individual performances for the Thundering Herd. Now, he's not alone. He's got to share that a little bit. First player in program history of course, to reach 300 made three-pointers. Has 2,332 points for his career. He's tied with John Taft, second most in program history, and his 44 points. First game by a Marshall player with at least 40 points since DeAndre Kane did it against Tulsa back on 2012. And it's the sixth best scoring performance tied with a a couple of guys. Uh, Ronald Blackshear, also Skip Henderson, those are some names we haven't heard in a while. Of course, John Taft was almost all-world, I thought. And the only reason he didn't eclipse Skip because, well, he was on the same team for a while with Skip. Kind of hard, to too. you you got to get the ball to all your playmakers, and it's kind of hard. But John Taft was one of the greats at Marshall University, and Skip Henderson one of the greats at Marshall University. And so Elmore now showing why he's one of the greats. 44 points. You just don't, you just don't drop that accidentally. That just doesn't happen. So he's now the seventh herd player in program history to score at least 44 points. So here's the list. This is the official list that I got. Keith Veeney, Bunny Gibson, George Stone. Of course, we mentioned Ronald Blackshear, Walt Wallawack, Skip Henderson, if we mentioned. And Henderson did it three times. Wallawack did it twice. So he's up in good company. I mean, we haven't heard those names in a while. We haven't heard Bunny Gibson in a while. We haven't talked about Ronald Blackshear in a while. And, of course, Skip Henderson, one of the all-time greats. You know what's funny? John Taft is not on this 44-point club. Came close, but did not have a 44-point game. That surprised me because I was sitting there yesterday after the game just trying to guess, okay, who's had these games? And, of course, you look at the list and you think, okay, it's got to be John Taft. There's got to be a John Taft game in there where he dropped 44 points on somebody. No, he did not. He's done it. He's close, though. He has definitely made a lot of teams uh, feel pain over the years. So the Thundering Herd gets the victory, and Marshall now can feel good about themselves again. they have got UTSA coming up. We're going to talk about that. They, um, they're they a team that I thought would give Western Kentucky fits, and uh, Western Kentucky had to take them overtime. But the Thundering Herd now has to deal with them, and UTEP, I think they're going to give Western Kentucky some fits. I really think that's a better team than maybe if you give them credit for. I really do. I think that's a that was not a bad, bad game. It was fun, up and close and personal, back and forth. The officials, of course, got under the herd fans' skin a little bit. There was an ejection courtside. What more do you want? Were you not entertained? I was entertained.
1: Oh, uh, yeah. Uh, I think uh, sometimes in our games we get off to a uh, slow start and we don't really get our rhythm at the right time. So uh, going to halftime, we just kind of knew it was a uh, – it's a new ball game, so we had not come out there with a lot of energy, and uh, it showed. in Second half, we knocked out some shots, got out to a lead, got some good stops, and got some scores.
0: What was it about this UTEP team? Uh, they're a lot better than that record mm-hmm. indicates.
1: Uh, I agree. Uh, I think they had a, a, a few games, a lot of games that they uh, became, they lost like in within six. So they're, they're a good team. They're not bad at all. They came in tonight uh, ready to go, and uh, they came a little short. We came to play tonight, and I think that we got to keep that up.
0: How was it just to finally be back at home? I know last week the mm-hmm. road trip was tough. Uh, how do you feel about that? Yeah, you, know, you go on the road three tough ones. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe a lot of people were circling the fact that you guys were on the road was the reason why for the losing streak. Mm-hmm. And just how do you feel about it?
1: Uh, there's no excuse for that. Uh, we're all college athletes. Uh, we play at the highest level, so uh, we just uh, got to be better than that. We can't really have, use that excuse as a road. Uh, every team in our conference has. Uh, tough road trip, so we just got to be better and this next time. We got to uh, come out ready to play now You look at your game tonight, and yeah, you know, you're, you're out there taking care of business But <laughs> then you look at the score sheet
0: and everybody else their game just pales to John mm-hmm. How fun was it just watching him just rack up the points tonight?
1: Oh uh, John's a special player uh, I've known John since maybe middle school. I've seen John do this time and time John's a great player He puts in unlimited hours in the gym and it shows out on the court. Uh, he does this every day in practice and uh, he can do any, any game tonight. Tonight was a night, and I, I'm proud of him. That's the career I'm proud of. him. He's had a great career at Marshall, and uh, this is another stepping stone for him.
0: Just for you personally, how do you feel about your game tonight out there?
1: Uh, it was solid. It was solid. I come in, try to bring a little energy. Second half, I try to come out and bring a little energy, get a little buckets, cause try to get uh, our team going and get some rhythm. But uh, all in all, I thought we played good. We defended well, and uh, we just got to get ready for Saturday.
0: Saturday is going to be a tough one. Uh, UTSA. Uh, what do you know about them so far?
1: Uh, we know they're good. We, they uh, gave us a little whooping last year at, at their place, and uh, we know they're coming in. They're, they got two good players, and uh, they're leading our conference in scoring. Two of them players, and so we got to come in locked in, ready to go. And uh, I think we'll be fine. It's always fun to watch a win, isn't it? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Congratulations. Thank you. Thank you.
0: That's Rondell from last night. Uh, later on, we're going to hear from John Elmore. We'll get his thoughts on the game. We'll hear from Dan D'Antoni. We'll take time for your phone calls as well. we got a full show for you, and we're going to do it all next after the commercial break. Thanks for tuning in to the Friday edition of The Drive right here on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. Don't worry. Paul Swan has the wheel on The Drive, ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. Welcome back to the Friday edition of The Drive on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. I'm your host, Paul Swan. Thanks for tuning in. Yesterday was fun. Marshall gets the victory over UTEP. Now getting ready for UTSA. But before we can do that, let's look back at what happened last night. And as we told you, uh, the Thundering Herd were led by John Elmore, dropped 44 points. Uh, that was huge. But there were a lot of other good things in that game as well. Uh, Jared West, he was uh, I thought Jared did a good job playing defense. Jansen Williams uh, was huge in that game. We'll break it all down. But after the game, it was just nice to hear a happy John Elmore. That guy has uh, definitely put the weight of the team on his shoulders. And I've sometimes advocated, hey, when it's not working for the guy, just get him out of there. Let him sit down for a few minutes. That was not the case last night. It was all working for him, and he really got through it. I know a shooter's going to shoot, and sometimes to get past a shooting slump is to shoot your way out of it. Well, if that's the case, he definitely got his way out of it last night. Here's what John had to say. Also, he's joined uh, with uh, Jansen Williams in last night's postgame. He's just happy and relieved to get that win, pretty happy with the way his team played as well. It just felt good. My
2: teammates did a great job of keeping me uh, in good situations. Uh, we played our style of the ball. The ball was moving, didn't stick. Uh, we finally made some shots as a team. I know I finally made some shots. I felt like uh, I wanted to cry at one point. I was so happy to see the ball go through the bottom of the net. Uh, I hadn't seen that a whole lot lately. But my teammates have done an incredible job of just having my back, believing in me through the ups and downs. Uh, the coaching staff has done a phenomenal job of just keep, keep being John. Uh, that's what they've told me all year. So I'm just going to keep playing my game. Um, so I owe a lot to them, my family, my friends. Uh, I mean, it's easy to turn on somebody that's been playing like complete, uh, I can't say the word, but you know what I'm saying. So uh, finally bouncing back, uh, I'm as happy as can be right now, to be honest.
3: That seems kind of, just obvious at this point, but just being able to sleep in your own bed and come in your own gym and get some shots up and know that this is where you're playing. How big of a motivational factor was that after the stretch y'all been on?
2: Huge. Uh, I felt like we were on the road for weeks, man. Uh, Hotel room, four-hour bus trip, hotel room, four-hour bus trip. Homework. Homework. (laughs) Homework. Studying. um, Just getting home, playing in front of our crowd. I think we played pretty well at home as a whole this whole year. So getting back, taking a step back, just relaxing, uh, not overthinking it. It's easy to get in your head and just think everything's falling apart. I know I did. Uh, So Mm -hmm. just relaxing a little bit and just going back to the drawing board and taking a step back and just thinking, man, we can do this. We've showed glimpses all year. It's just a matter of piecing it together. And I think we uh, pieced it together pretty well tonight, but it's a long year, a lot of ups and downs, and we just got to start getting rolling a little bit.
3: Jansen, career high tonight, blocks the eight. Uh, was this one of those nights you just kind of felt it, timing-wise,
4: getting those blocks? Let me tell you something. It's it's From the week we had, getting that rest, it, it felt amazing to everybody. That's why everybody played so well. That's why big boy got him, 44 points. Um, coming home playing in front of that crowd, we missed our crowd, man. Um, but yeah, just we had extra energy because we just knew we had to we got to play at home again, you know, and I guess that had something to do with it. You know?
3: <laughs> John for you, I know and you all like to kid around before practice, stuff like that. Your guys been on you about finishing above fifty percent for a game and I know that you've been razzing them pre-practice and things like that. To, to see that second half surge and, and to roll that first half into the second half, what mentally do you go through trying to make sure that you stay locked in, you stay you stay on task without even one team's trying to take you
2: away? Uh, biggest thing is just having fun, man. When you're having fun, you play so much m- more loose. Uh, a shot seem to fall a little bit, bit better. Uh, you feel like you're moving quicker out there. I know uh, I got kind of down on myself, to be honest, these past few weeks just playing terrible, hitting the wall, hitting the wall, and just not breaking through. Uh, you don't like mentally you want to quit. You, you get so fed up with what's going on that you can't take it anymore. You can't sleep, you can't uh, you can't stop thinking about it. So just getting back here, getting rolling a little bit, smiling, having fun, uh, words can't summarize just how good it feels to win a ball game and uh, have your teammates out there having fun, making the plays, playing Marshall basketball, uh, just a great win, man.
0: Jansen,
4: how are you gonna sleep tonight? Oh, very well. <laughs> My legs. Or just I started cramping up at the end. That's why I got taken out. I had to take a little take a little break. But um, it's a big boy. It's a big old boy. Uh, I feel like I handled him as much as I could, as well as I could. But near at the end, I started losing, getting getting weak in the legs. Um, but we handled them. Uh, I got some help with John and DJ and Jerry coming in crashing. Um, I think we did a pretty good job with him. And
0: that's what happened towards the end. One, a couple times when he got all late, all of a sudden three you were right there, and he just. Didn't know what to do, and that's kind of what that team defense is about, isn't
4: it? We went over film, and we noticed that you know he's he's turned the ball over a lot more than uh, assists. So uh, our plan was to to rush him, and it worked out for us. So. Wasn't
5: that that was a plan for everybody, wasn't it, Mm -hmm. to make them play at a faster pace? Most
4: most definitely, yes, sir. Look,
3: and I know it's going, to yeah sort of get lost in translation because of your point totals and your block totals, and stuff like that, but it seemed like Jared sort of set the tone early defensively and just even though, you know, he got five steals, but there were a lot of deflections that kept them out of rhythm early.
4: We always feed off of Jared West. Jared West brings energy in practice every single day, off the court, in games. Um, when he goes hard, it makes us want to go hard, and same thing goes with CJ, same thing goes with John. They're all leaders on this team. We all believe in them. and John talking about How he's been downhill and everybody's got so much faith and everybody believes in him. Uh, But with Jared West, yes, uh, every single time he brings energy, it makes us want to play hard.
0: I thought everybody played hard. It was really a top-to-bottom good performance. Now, Elmore eclipsed everybody, but you take that away, I thought still you got a good performance from a lot of guys. Jansen Williams in that game, he had 11 points. That's pretty solid. He had five rebounds. That's that's pretty good. Eight blocks. I mean, that's great. Eight blocks, one steal, one assist, playing on a couple of fouls. I mean, Jansen had a great game. I want to see more of Tavion Kinsey. He got four points. He was out there 19 minutes playing with three fouls. He was two of five shooting. Uh, missed both his three-pointers. And I just want to see more of him. But the hot hand tonight, or last night, was Elmore. But Jared West. Thirty three minutes, I got three points from him, but I got three assists also. I got five steals. That's what Jared West does. Jared West is not going to be your scoring weapon, but he facilitates and he makes sure that there are more opportunities for the herd to score. So that's what he was doing. And CJ Burks, you know, when CJ has an eighteen point game and you think of that's being eclipsed, like the next guy had to have a great game. He had eighteen points, eight of sixteen shooting. He was 0-4 uh, from the three-point line, hit two of his three free throws, had four rebounds, five assists. He's making things happen. He had a steal, playing with three turnovers. But 18 points, that's pretty good, 37 minutes. And Darius George, I wanted to see more of him, see if he could really step his game up. Uh, he made his lone shot. He had one shot, and he made it. Got two rebounds, playing with three fouls, though. Had a couple of steals, a turnover, five minutes. Okay, get him on the floor a little bit more. And I talked to Rondell earlier. We didn't even go over his line nine points, three of 10 shooting. He was uh, one of two from the three point line, hit both his free throws, had four rebounds, had an assist, had a turnover, had a steal. Yeah, he's out there for 33 minutes, and I think there was an important 33 minutes. And then Byers, uh, he was out there for eight minutes. Uh, he came up with one rebound, had one foul, had one assist, one turnover. Two blocks, two steals. Eight minutes, that's good. I'll take that. That's not terrible. And then there's Elmore, 14 of 23. I I held his numbers back for last, 14 of 23, 7 of 12 from the three-point line. You know what? I like that number a lot better. His shots were going in, and there were a couple that looked like they should have went in, but they just didn't. Sometimes it's just the way that thing bounces. 9 of 10 from the free throw line, had seven rebounds, six of them were defensive, and on one foul... 44 points, two assists. He had four turnovers, had one steal. I mean, he's out there 30 game minutes, he's not out there the full couple minutes, uh, you know, shy of 40. Okay. But he was feeling it. That's the difference. He was a hot shooter and he was 44 points hot. And you look at CJ's numbers 37 minutes, he's got 18 points. You're thinking, hey, that's a pretty good game. That's a normal, pretty good game. And Jansen Williams, 27 minutes, 11 points. Hey, that's pretty solid. That's pretty good. And then Elmore just eclipses everybody. And you look at UTEP. UTEP had four guys in double digits. Marshall only had three, but Elmore all by himself outscored their two top scorers. Actually tied with them. Let me walk that back. The two top scorers for UTEP had 22 points each. Elmore had 44. So, It took two of them to equal one Elmore. Marshall in that first half shot 15-34. That's good enough for 44.1%. Second half, they shot 16-33. That's good enough for 48.5%. For the game, 31-67, 46.3%. That's solid. That's really good. Three-point shot. Six of 19 the first half, that's 31.6%. That's good. I can live with that. That's good. Second half, they were 50%, 5 of 10. That's that's really solid right there. Half of what they took went in. Now, for the game, they were 37.9%, 11 of 29. And you know who hit the majority of those? Well, that was John Elmore. Jansen Williams hit two of them. Jared West hit one. Rondell Watson hit one and that's where you get your three-point shooting from. Now, the hustle points, this is one time where I thought Marshall, even though they didn't win the battle in the paint, that didn't matter. 30 points in the paint, UTEP have 42. That didn't matter, though. Points off turnovers was a key stat. 17 points off turnovers for Marshall, 11 for UTEP. Second chance points, UTEP did have the advantage there, 27-10. I'd like to see that gap just come down a little bit. Bench points, 14-11 for UTEP. But the turnovers, really, that's that's a big one right there. You look at the game and you think, okay, well, UTEP was better inside, but Marshall was able to capitalize on turnovers. And you look at turnovers, Marshall had 12 turnovers in the game. UTEP had 20. Big difference. 12 turnovers to 20, sure, that's an 8 turnover difference, but that's points. And if you can outscore them in turnovers, and it wasn't a big margin, but again, The victory wasn't a big margin. 91-86, a small margin. But you got the win in that category. You played a tough game. It's a good crowd. 5,765 showed up to watch it. I thought for a um, polar vortex that we've been suffering through, uh, I thought it was a good crowd. Started a little late. Maybe the later start just held a few people back. Saturday should be great. But I thought the later start maybe held a few people back just because you're starting 30 minutes later. That means you're going to get out of there 30 minutes later than normal. And you know how some of the herd faithful are. If there's even a hint of, okay, uh, the run has begun, let me get to the car so I don't have to wait in the parking lot and brave the Huntington traffic. You know, you know what I'm talking about, that fan that hovers. Around the exit, the door. They like get up and they're going to leave, but they just want to get a jump on you. They're hovering by the door as if, okay, the final basket. Good. I'm hitting the door. And so they can just jet out of there. You know, you know that fan I'm talking about. Stay and enjoy enjoy the game. Stay. Sit stay in your seat. Just enjoy the game. Get to the car, turn your radio on. You can listen to the post game. You can enjoy my post game. That's what I'm asking you to do. On Saturday, stay until the game is over. And then get to your car, take your time, celebrate, enjoy the game, enjoy the victory. Get to your car, turn the radio on. You can listen to the post game. That's what I'm asking you to do. All right, we're going to hear from Dan Antoni. We got his post game comments when we continue with this edition of The Drive here on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. You're listening to The Drive with Paul Swan on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. Welcome back to the Friday edition here on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. I'm your host, Paul Swan. Thanks for tuning in. We got Dan D'Antoni. We're going to get to that here in a moment. Let me set this up for you. Of course, Dan's been a pretty big advocate of just the quality of teams in Conference USA. UTEP, we talked about yesterday. This is a team that was improving. We thought that they would be more of a challenge. Their record may be not a true indicator of what this team was all about. They're seven and thirteen now, with two and seven in league play, but they're pretty good two and seven. I know that's kind of contradictory to a degree, but they're not an easy out. Marshall is a lot better than maybe that 13 and nine record indicates to a degree Marshall 6 and 3 in conference. I mean, think about it. Marshall if they could have got a couple of those road games, maybe they're 8 and 1 right now. Maybe they're 7 and 2. They could have got a victory on the road. So, they're right now among the leaders still in conference USA at 6 and 3. But Dan in his post game, he was again, he was happy. And there's a question that's going to be asked a little bit about the bounce back. Focus on that a little bit. Just to get his response if uh If you want some insight on just how he goes about his day, he really doesn't believe in the bounce back because he doesn't feel like he's the type of guy that's going high and low and up and down. But Dan's pretty pleased with the win and the effort from everyone. And uh, here's Dan talking about just how good the teams are in Conference USA. It's
5: a good ball game. You know, this conference is tough. You know, uh, last night, uh, Middle uh, Middle Tennessee beat... Uh, it was UAB and that's bottom beating the top mm-hmm. and uh, uh, you think about it all the teams um, FAU has gone to Illinois and won uh, Western it's in the middle of our pack has beaten West Virginia West Virginia West Virginia and Wisconsin <laughs> um, uh, ODU has had big wins and we you know you don't know it's not a great name but Hofstra is like 19 and 2 which we won. And they're 9-0, I think, in their conference. So they, they, our conference has played well and done some good things. Southern Miss beat SMU. So uh, uh, this conference is tough all the way down. Uh, I don't know who won the Western Kentucky game. I know they were behind a little bit at half, uh, but that's going to be a great game. Uh, I watched, uh, uh, I watched uh, you, uh, San Antonio. And they play a lot like us, almost identical. So it's going to be a great game Saturday. We need everybody here to support. Uh, obviously, uh, John was Johnny Buckets again. And uh, he played extremely well. CJ came on strong. Uh, we shot 46 and 37. If we shoot 46 and 37, we're pretty tough to beat. And we held them to 44 and 27, which is pretty good. Uh, in paint points, even with their big guy, they outscored us 12. but. We had 17 to 11 in turnover points. Second chance points, they beat us again. Fast break, they beat us, and we beat them. So so when all you guys that say rebounds are the most important thing, they had 48, we went 29, and we won. So sometimes you got to be careful with that. Not to say that uh, uh, I want to eliminate as much as I can, but uh, uh, there's bigger stats in the ball game. And I was proud of our kids. I thought we did a nice job but moving the basketball. And again, like I said, John and CJ made some clutch baskets at the end. So on the Saturday, it should be a great game.
2: Sigh relief to bounce back like this?
5: It was a sigh of relief when I woke up this morning. <laughs> at my age, that's a sigh of relief. Uh, I, you know, I don't take games like that. I, I don't, I don't want to belittle your question, but to me, they all fun, win-lose. You know, I'm here. I enjoy play. So it's not like I go up and down, losses. Everybody asks. that. And I was. I was in a fetal position uh, Sunday. But if I wasn't in the fetal position, I should get out of coaching because we got tagged. It's got to hurt some. The question is how long you stay on that couch. It doesn't take me long to get back up. I'm up and running. And that's the way life is. It's never always on the High plane. If you can't take the low planes, then you're not you're not really doing a whole lot. You're not risking things. You're not trying to get out and do things other people haven't done. Because if that happens, you're going to have some skids and you're going to have some elevations. You got to treat them uh, like they should be. I, I'm, I'm philosophizing there, but that's my martial education.
2: You mentioned C.J. hit some clutch shots that stretch stretched along with John. I know C.J. had a tough first half but really responded there in that second
5: half. Well, uh, he started getting to the basket. You know, C.J.'s a tough straight-line driver. And we ran a little elbow play where we handed it off to him a couple times. And he's fast. And he gets down there. Once he gets you on your shoulder, he's going to score that layup. So we got it twice right there toward the end. It was, a, it was a, I thought, two of the big plays that we did, and then uh, along with John's entire game. defensively I thought we were good I don't know how many before I say that Chanson
4: had eight blocks
5: we turned them over yeah eight blocks we had uh, 20 turnovers so all those that say we don't play defense that's you know we're leading the league in steals we're up high in block shots and I I don't know that we're the biggest strongest fastest team so you know somebody's playing some defense somewhere we held their shooting percentages were good we held that down 44. 27. That's pretty good. So we're going to win most of the games if we can do that. And especially, and I told our kids before this ball game, you can shoot over 37 and we can get uh, uh, from threes, we're going to probably win the ball game. And we just got to keep working on that and making sure that we do. And sometimes you hit the hot streak at the right time. That's the secret of this game. You got to be hot when it comes time to play in the aftermath of the season. So hopefully we're gonna be there and we'll be hot.
0: Dan's hoping they'll be hot. Yeah, he preaches that a lot as far as we play for the last game. You gotta to get to that last game though and the thundering herd. I'm gonna say it. Sorry, Dan. Nice bounce back. You might be cool, even kill as a fan base. Sometimes no, nah, not so much. No, nice bounce back for the Thundering Herd. Again, Marshall victorious over UTEP last night, 91-86. The Hurt improving to thirteen and nine. Six and three in conference. UTEP drops to eight and six, seven and three in league play. I'm sorry, seven and three overall, two and seven in league play. When we come back, we will Continue on, take a closer look at UTSA and the Conference USA scoreboard from last night when we continue with this edition of The Drive here on ESPN, 94.1 FM and AM 930. Now, back to The Drive with Paul Swan on ESPN, 94.1 FM and AM 930. Welcome back to the Friday, February 1st edition. The Drive continues on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. I'm your host, Paul Swan. Thanks for joining me for today's edition. Don't forget, tomorrow we've got Marshall Basketball, 7 o'clock at the Cam Henderson Center. That means we go on the air at 530. You can listen to our pregame coverage right here on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. Also, on our sister station 93.7 The Dog, so looking forward to being with you tomorrow. Thundering herd taking on UTSA. They're 12 and 10. They are six and three now in conference play. They had an overtime loss at Western Kentucky on Thursday. I expect another high scoring affair for the Thundering Herd. They are third in scoring offense in conference USA. They are dropping 77.1 points per game. You know who scores more than them? Marshall, 79.8. They're also a team I don't want to see on the free throw line because they are third in Conference USA in free throw percentage. They are shooting 72.7% from the line. They're third in defensive rebounding with 27.7. These are numbers I don't want to hear because I am worried a little bit. They're also right there in some special company right now. They are only, um, oh, one of five teams in conference play With three losses. Marshall, UAB, North Texas, Old Dominion. That's it. It's getting tight right now. Now, let me tell you. You know why this is going to be fun tomorrow? I'm excited. Javon Jackson's coming to town. Yeah, uh, 22.7 points per game. You thought Elmore went crazy, and that overtime loss at Western Kentucky, he scored, oh, a career-high 46 points. Second most in a game in Conference USA history. He's also fourth in steals uh, with 23. So what's that mean? Elmore or Jackson? Player of the Week in Conference USA depends on this one. What if Jackson drops, like, 40 Four and Elmore drops 46. How do you pick that? You pick the winner, right? Marshall wins that game. You take Elmore. But if you're, I know he's not thinking about this, but I can think about this. You're Elmore. You drop 44 points, and you're you're feeling pretty good. Hey, I mean, I've got my shot back. I'm feeling pretty good about myself. That was a great performance. My team really helped me out. And if you're on his team and you're thinking, man, he's Conference Player of the Week. And then you you look ahead and you're like, okay, we got UTSA. Oh, look at Jackson. Look at what Mr. Jackson did. Well, Mr. Jackson dropped uh, 0-46. Yeah, no defense tomorrow. I'm going to tell you that right now. No defense tomorrow. It's going to be fun. If you're not entertained tomorrow, if this is not a high—first of all, if it's not a high-scoring game tomorrow— I would want a refund. I know I like defense because defense will win you games, but I want a refund. I want to see – this is the one time I want to see up – I want to see 120 to 118, something like that. I just want to see a lot of offense tomorrow, just enough defense to win the game. I'll cede I'll, I'll that point. But last night at Conference USA, Southern Miss beat FIU 89-73. Florida, Atlantic, Atlantic beat Louisiana Tech 69-61. It was the Rice Owls beating the Charlotte 49ers 65-61. The Old Dominion Monarchs defeat the Mean Green of North Texas 72-61. It was the Western Kentucky Hilltoppers, as we just mentioned, in overtime, defeating these UTSA Roadrunners 96-88. So, what do the Conference USA standings look like? Messy, best way I can describe it. Okay, Old Dominion seven and three on top. Then you've got Marshall, UTSA, UAB in North Texas, all right there at six and three. Hey, those are your top five right now. Those are your kids that are on the top bunk of Conference USA. Then you got Western Kentucky right there at 5 and 4. Southern Miss is at 5 and 5, a little bit on the outside looking in. Same with Louisiana Tech. Imagine Louisiana Tech gets the win, they're all of a sudden 6 and 4 and they're right outside looking in. Florida Atlantic 4 and 5. Rice is 4 and 5, then FIU is 4 and 5 and then we get down to the very bottom. Middle Tennessee is three and six. UTEP is two and seven, and Charlotte is two and eight. Middle Tennessee three and six. You know why they're three and six? Because they beat UAB, and I'm sitting there going, "Whoa, they beat UAB! They beat them. Beat them on the thirtieth, seventy-one sixty-five, and that's after losing." At Rice and then at North Texas. So maybe there's something to this going to Texas thing, but middle gets the win. And I'm not saying they're in the conversation just yet, but they're going to make the second or third pot interesting. I think there is still a third pod team. But with that said, they could definitely play their way into a spot in the tournament. They could definitely find their way in because it's not as if there's separation. There's not much. It's early still, but there's not much separation. That's what's interesting right now. There's slight separation between the pods, but that's about it. And everybody seems to be grouped right now. That's the one thing that's making this fun. It's because, okay, Marshall went on the road and took it hard. Three game lose streak. Come back, they win. They're right back in it, six and three. Old Dominion, they lose early. They're right back in it. They're seven and three. I mean, Western Kentucky didn't have a good start, and they're five and four. They're right there. And when we get to the pod, anybody's ball game. I mean North Texas, they could be the number 1 team, the number 5 team. UAB could be the number 1 team. There's not much separation, and that's why I keep preaching it's important. You got to get these wins now. You get that win against UTSA all of a sudden you're looking a lot better. All of a sudden you're 7 and 3 and they're 6 and 4 and then dropping a little bit. You got to keep that in mind. Important to win the pod. So Conference USA heating up. We'll have, of course, the Marshall game. 7 o'clock is going to be our tip time tomorrow. Catch it right here. ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. Top 25 action. We got three games tonight. Number five, Michigan's facing off against Iowa. 20 and one, the Wolverines taking on a very good Iowa Hawkeyes team. 18th ranked, Buffalo. I still have a hard time saying that. Buffaloes, 18th ranked in the country. They're facing off against the Bowling Green Falcons tonight. And 21st ranked Maryland, the Terrapins, taking on the 24th ranked Wisconsin Badgers. And a real fight, I don't know. I'll take my money on the Badger in a real fight. I would think a Badger would beat a Turtle. But the Turtle can get in that shell. I'm taking Maryland in this one tonight. 17-5, Maryland over 15-6, Wisconsin. I'm taking Maryland. Uh, I'll take Buffalo tonight, and, yeah, sorry, Iowa. I'm taking Michigan in that one. Conference USA tomorrow. Thundering Herd, not the only team in action. You've got Southern Miss and Florida Atlantic. You have got Rice and Old Dominion. The Hilltoppers of Western Kentucky will face off against those pesky UTEP Miners, And the UAB Blazers face off against Middle Tennessee. What is that about? What is this scheduling about here? Where you're playing your travel partner and it's pretty friendly to the schedule. What is this about? Crazy, right? Schools working together, working on the schedule. That way you don't have silly three-game road trips where you play come back home and get on a plane and go right back out. I know. We have touched that subject far too many times, and let's leave it now. That's going to do it for this edition. want to thank uh, everyone here at the station taking good care of us. Uh, that's going to do it. We'll be back tomorrow for Marshall pregame. Until then, good night, everyone.
1: WRBC Huntington, W227BS Huntington, ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. Huntington Sports Station.